It's not assimilation two. It's assimilation fucking squared. Space, the final frontier. These are the voyages of the starship Enterprise. It's five-year mission to explore strange new worlds, to seek out new life and new civilizations, to boldly go where no man has gone before. Hello and welcome to the Star Trek podcast, Track This Out. I'm your host, Bob, uh, and I'm joined by the full ensemble this week. We have Andrea. Hello. Suki. Hello. Lindsay. Hello. John. Hello. And on this episode, we are reviewing the original series um, uh, episode, Mud's <laughs> Women. Um, we'll be uh, giving our lights out of five to it, List, reading out your feedback to the story. Vote for this week's spreadsheet and find out what we'll be reviewing next time. So before we kick on, I'm going to engage the warp drive. What you been up to? Been up to much? I tell you what, you've been up to, Sucky and John. You had the, the the infamous or famous Debs on your podcast, didn't you? On, on Turkey Seats, was reviewing it, it, Serenity. It was a delight. Yes, yeah. it was fantastic. It was lovely. Yeah, John's John's blushing really there, isn't he? <laughs> yeah. high, blood, high blood pressure, Bob. Don't. <laughs> Sorry, it must be. Was, was she was she good fun? Yeah, was she was. The laugh. Ah, cool. Excellent. She knew her stuff. She knew herself. She wasn't as nervous as she said she was. She was good. Yeah. Oh, brilliant. Good. She was well, a bit that... disappointed that the uh, Lindsay and Andrea never sent any feedback in on Serenity. I did. My why was my feedback not included? It was what, included. What, what, what exactly did you say? Lindsay I said, said about, shite. Uh, yeah. I said Lindsay said it was shite, so I haven't watched it. <laughs> I believe that while I was not there in person, I might have been there in spirit. Um, yeah, confirm Firefly hair, Lindsay. Um, <laughs> you know what? There are worse things I could be known for, so I'll take that one. <laughs> cool. Well, that'll be about Wednesday, won't it? That'll be good. In the, in the oh. Pog to Who feed. Um, there'll also be another lockdown dropping with Sucky himself. And. Uh, Miles Northcott as well from Doctor Who's line is it anyway so, um, going to, uh, t- talking about his uh, charity episode they've done right cast on they had Sophie Aldred singing a song doing the full episode and everything as well so it's pretty good and all proceeds go to the NHS so that'll be coming out I think tonight when I've m- managed to finish editing it um, so that's all good anything going on in the Star Trek world uh, <laughs> I love this bit never thought to look to be fair <laughs> So there are people the living in the world, I think, is probably a, <laughs> an equally empty question at the moment. Whatsoever about where we might get it outside of that. We'll we'll get it. Don't you worry about that. You'll get it. I'll be raging into the silent wind. I think it's August the 8th, is it? I think it's due. Something like that. Which is quite nice. There's a bit of upset about the design of the ship. 
on there, which is a little bit different it. than normal. But I mean, it's, it's nothing wrong with it. I'm Check like, it out, Bob. spent like three hours discussing it on YouTube just to basically say it was rubbish, and it's clearly not canon. Who did this? One person on their own in the room because they're just pathetic and sad on YouTube. Well, there are a number, there are a number of YouTube uh, channels that speci- uh, like specialise in uh, ship design on Star Trek and uh, and stuff like that. So uh, their opinion is well, obviously just their opinion, but there you go. But I think we need to be careful because, like, there are reasonable human beings who happen to be quite into ship design. Like, that no. is absolutely fine. Like, I, it's not what I care about, but some people do, and that's fine. But if you're going to spend three hours being a dick about a still from a cartoon, like, get over literally, it. Literally three hours just him talking or whatever about the ship. Two separate videos that I think come to, like, three hours. Yeah. Jesus Christ. It's a yeah. lot of effort in it for everyone. I bet he gets about a million hits. My, uh, my, my nephew watches YouTube. I didn't even think it was a thing anymore. And it, it's, it's, just, it's just full of, what? It's just full of people. I, I, I've I've this, I've this on three different pods now. He oh, right. have, he, he's, lacking, he's lacking imagination, Sucky. Well, he, he, millions, millions of people, they get millions of hits, these pedos, talking about Minecraft. They're like 30 yeah. years old. They look like my children. I've got, yeah, as you said, yeah. I've got little nephews that sit there and watch other people play P-dos. Fortnite. Yeah. yeah. Look, we mean pedos. My nephew's seven or eight years old. I've got a beard and I've got a YouTube channel, so can you fucking back up? Brilliant. Join in YouTube pedo shocker. (laughs) 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 There's a headline for the show, I think. Um, You need to have a conversation about the fact that my entire timeline on all of my social media is just filled with like suggestions for woodworking videos. Yeah, mine too. I know, I feel your pain, Lindsay. <laughs> I hope that headline takes off because we get loads of listeners and hatred. <laughs> um, how what your feelings are about like doing things to get listeners and how that usually works out, Bob. So I think we should... Uh... Uh, uh, yeah, let's move on. Let's move on. Uh, is anyone get anything else? Anything else? Do you remember that time I crashed the Plugs website, John? Yeah. Bye. Yeah, cool. Uh, so, <laughs> we'll move on. Uh, has anyone got anything else? Let's not mention Coldplay. Let's not mention Coldplay. <laughs> I did. Um, uh, so, <laughs> should we move on? Anyone got anything else before we crack on? I think so. That silence says no. Cool. Well, let's get into this review. I'm going to insert a trailer here. Captain's log, star date 1329.1. The Enterprise brings aboard the survivors of an ill fated vessel. And the ladies? Is this your crew, Captain? This is me cargo. I read once a commander has to act like a paragon of virtue. I never met a paragon. Neither have I. Mr. Walsh, I'm convening a ship's hearing on your actions. Mr. Spock will supply you with any legal information you may need. You're a hard-nosed one, Captain. And you're a liar, Mr. Walsh. Take the ones that you'll get killed. Just have those crystals here when I get back. You're listening to Track This Out, uh, and we're reviewing Mud's um, Women from the original series. John, why did you pick this episode for us to review? Well, I was definitely going to go for an original series episode. It was a toss-up between, like, Arena... Uh, with a battle with gone, which would have been awesome, but I think that's a quite yeah. That'd be just us talking about how shit Kirk is at, at fighting. 
yeah. and all that stuff. So I figured we'd go for one that's a little bit more, not divisive, but certainly is inspired a little bit more in terms of like criticism and and like an overarching story that uh, and the narrative that sort of has people talking. So yeah, I picked that one for that reason. Cool. Very good. Very good. Um, okay. And uh, got well, birds in it. <laughs> Oh, and it begins. Uh, right, cool. Thanks, John. Uh, can you do us a little fact hunt before we crack on? Have you got a little fact hunt there? I've got a couple of things. It was written by Stephen Candell based on a story by, surprisingly enough, Gene Roddenberry. Surprisingly, surprisingly by Gene Roddenberry, yeah. Hashtag Gene Roddenberry's misogyny is showing. It first aired on October the 13th, 1966. The story is one of three submitted for production on the second pilot of Star Trek. Which uh, apparently Roddenberry rewrote it and rewrote it so many times that he decided he was going to take the credit for, for um, uh, to, when he was sent it to the Writers Guild. So typical Roddenberry stuff. Um, the NBC program manager Jerry Stanley recalled that one of the problems we had in trying to talk was trying to talk Gene Roddenberry out of some of his sexual fantasies <laughs> that would come to life in the scripts. Some of the scenes he would describe were totally unacceptable. Yes. Even William Shatner noted. Even William Shatner noted. <laughs> wow. That NBC allowed Mud's women to be produced at all is something of a minor miracle. So, yeah. 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 So, I presume we've all, is, it, is it the first time anyone's seen this? Is all, have you all seen it before? Yeah, I've seen it before. Seen it so, before. Netflix told me I'd watched it before, but I'd clearly blanked it out. <laughs> have you seen it before, Andrea? Yes, I've, I've, I've seen all original material, so... She's had the pleasure, yeah. I've had the pleasure. Hard work, isn't it? Cool, so f- let's get some first thoughts. Um, I'm going to come to you first, Andrea. Um, my, my first thing on my notes was, I, I feel like I, I owe an apology and I should take back all I said about the MC Hammer Pants in Next Generation. What's <laughs> <laughs> mud wearing? Like, I was waiting for that. Pirate shit they dressed him up in. Like, nobody dre- has dressed like that ever. Like, pirate pirate, like how pirates didn't dress that badly. Like, why is he wearing those clothes? Like, I, I just, I don't understand those wardrobe choices at all. <clears throat> I don't understand yeah. mud at all in general. I don't think really. Oh, I, I mean, I'll be honest. Um, well, going to Nick. I lo- I do love Harry Mudd's character. I think he's like he's the only one as well that came back for a second go. So he's the only villain from the original series that came back a second time uh, in uh, I Mud. Uh, and he also did the as stuck stuck he's got behind him there. Uh, is it Mud Mud Got on the camera? It's called the episode on the animated yeah, series. Yeah, I can't remember what it's called. Um, but I am a fan of Mud, that's for sure. Uh, um, Sucky, what are your sort of first thoughts? Is it going to be a? Uh... <laughs> no, it's. It's an interesting episode that I, that I watched. Uh, in that, I'm trying to watch it from today's perspective on uh, gender and everything, and then you're trying to uh, watch it with how they tried to make it in back in the day. But as John says, even they're, they're saying uh, uh, the cast and crew were a bit reluctant in filming some of these uh, episodes because of the way it was being filmed it was way it's being written way it's being shown right so i can understand understand uh, some of the uh, problems with it but to be honest i did actually enjoy the episode right yeah. and uh, i thought okay i don't know how the how everybody else is going to feel about it but i was sat there and i was thinking yeah harry mudd's a great character captain kirk actually comes out quite decent out of this spot yeah, he does right yeah. um he, he's standing 
he's just amused by what whatever's going on and he's just letting it all go uh yeah so and the uh, the the main female uh, eve she was actually she's quite excellent the actress really uh, great actress yeah, yeah no, definitely. the other two I had problems with that. <laughs> well, yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, Eve was brilliant. Uh, I, I tell you what, as well, because uh, I watched the the animated one of Mud, and he gets his own back on Spock because he gives um, Catabra a name, that, the nurse lady, some, Chap- like, yeah, chapel. And so and he gives her the portion or whatever to make Spock fall in love with her. So he kind of gets Spock in the end anyway in the animated series. So yeah, he quite liked it, Sucky. That's cool. Did you sort of like it, Andrea, or was it just. Is it what it is what it is, and I think you you can kind of you can project a lot onto it. But I suppose like one of my observations really is this idea with these pills to be beautiful. I mean, yeah, they look like three sort of little sort of fruit gums stuck together, which wasn't particularly <laughs> convincing. I thought, but really, like we talk about sort of representation and that type of thing, and I don't think we could possibly live in a more image conscious age where like girls spend their lives like filtering and photoshopping and I think like cosmetic surgery is like bigger than it's ever been um I think image is everything um and I think sort of I think for young girls I I think it's probably even more so than what it was was in the 1960s I think it's probably more a reflection of what's going on now than it was then instantaneous instantaneous judgment isn't it and what the one it will to be or wanted to be loved or liked or whatever they do did you enjoy it John? Yeah, I think I did, to be fair. It was nice. It was a good story in terms of, like, we get a decent villain, like you say, uh, and he's interesting enough and the script is interesting enough to keep me going. Um, the story is problematic, obviously, in one or two places, uh, but it does it does kind of reflect the attitudes of the time. And uh, in, that, in that context, uh, you can kind of, like, ignore all that and just concentrate on the story. It is a very fun story to, like, go yeah. through it's, I mean, I, it's, I, it's one of those it's one of those frontier things it's one of those episodes that get, it grinds into your mind that this is a frontier this is kind of the edge of civilization more or less and mm-hmm. uh, and the idea of like um bringing wives to settlers was something that happened in the in the uh, in the wild west as it were or that era yeah. uh, and so that was it was just parallel in that i think yeah, um, I, mean, I, enjoy, I, I mean i enjoyed it so it's one i remember because there's not a great deal of stuff to choose from from the original series that I actually enjoy, and this is this is one of them for all its flaws. Lindsay, first thoughts, please. As I was say, I love the fact that you have left me to the very end. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, you know what? Actually, there are bits of it that I think deserve acknowledgement. So you're absolutely right. Kirk comes out of this much better than he does in a lot of episodes because he is rightly outraged imagine if imagine if Riker was in this Jesus Christ oh, he'd have um, to do some of these leg stamps and wow get a cushion or something he'd be he'd be outrageous Riker I think it would be Mud's impregnated women if Riker he just has to look at him doesn't he Possibly. stance and look and you know what the, the, the twist at the end whereby she has taken an R uh, um, a placebo I think is a really interesting thing and I think Andrea is entirely right like there is a discussion there that is really interesting I don't see it as a fun episode at all like I don't enjoy it like let's be frank like I just don't enjoy it but um, why? it is the most extreme example I have ever seen of the male gaze so the camera work that lingers over the women's assets is like carry on filming 
because I choose not to watch them because I find them really uncomfortable. Um, but you're right. Like there are things that I go, well, you know what? Why is it only the men who like like the, there's like a weird gender thing? But that's a contemporary view on a traditional like it, like that's an interesting observation, but not a critique because at that stage, then the me- the male female divide was much more kind of pronounced. Um, so I don't enjoy it. I think there are actually some really interesting questions that it raises. I would be interested to see how the same episode was made in contemporary Trek. Because I think it could be a really interesting episode. It would just be done very differently. Yeah. I mean, I mean for me, <clears throat> sorry, I just want to start with Harry Mudd. Because Harry Mudd, um, in this guy's and in the new guy's, is without doubt one of my favourite villains because he's fun. Um, and also I didn't realise that he, he starts off with a sort of Irish weird Irish accent doesn't he being Leo Walsh uh, and then halfway through he changed it but I didn't notice he changed it it was only when I watched um, I Mud that I realised he had this sort of really cool weird American English accent and he does change it halfway you know when he gets discovered by the machine but I do genuinely I think he's one of my favourite Star Trek characters I think after Khan sort of adversary wise he's he's just brilliant what are your thoughts on Mud just anyone what are, you, what are your thoughts on Mud Andrea um, I, I think, know you don't like his dress, but uh... I don't like his clothing. No, <laughs> uh, I, I think it was interesting compared because obviously we've just done the discovery episode and see sort of Rian Wilson's kind of take on, on the the character because obviously there was always that template there. And I think to an extent, it, I don't think he did a sort of pastiche of how it was played, um, but I could definitely see they were the same character. Yes. Um, sort of continuity wise, I, I don't think he was. I don't think he was he was too different um if that makes sense um yeah. i mean obviously they've got a continuity issue in terms of like why doesn't anyone in starfleet know who he is um you would have thought his name had come up somewhere but then i think you can kind of hand wave that away um yeah. but um well, he's an interesting character isn't he and i think like sort of in his sort of second episode um i think that's where they kind of flesh out his backstory a little bit yeah. um oh, yeah. which i think helps He's yeah, definitely yeah, got a record, though, hasn't he? Yeah, he's definitely got a record. Because we get what to you see mean, it like in all its glory. On the, yeah, that, uh, I love that. I do like that. Yeah, that, that oh, was... it's fucking awful. I like it. What the magic future scene? Yeah. What, it's no, six... it doesn't make any What's sense. Fucking problem. Because what, it's it just totally a... invalidates pretty much every encounter with anybody else they ever meet in Star Trek. Because why does the magic computer just do the magic computer thing? <laughs> it's a lie detector. It's yeah, not yeah, a lie detector in the 60s. You yeah. can't knock the space Jeremy Kyle scene. I was thinking <laughs> around someone's father, you know, who stole the money. It, it, it was a little bit like, kind of like... Yeah, it was, it it was, was a bit of a little Jeremy Kyle scene, I think. It, it wasn't great. It wasn't great. Star Trek's finest hour. It but felt quite, clunky quite... and weird and... But a lot of it does feel clunky and weird, and I do. That, you know, the entire the original series feels like that. To be I think fair, you just hit on why I don't like the original series very much. <laughs> I mean, well, it was good. To, sorry. Well, that and John Reed, uh, Gene Roddenberry's misogyny. Yeah, I mean, Gene if we want to pick on ridiculous tech, though, there was nothing better than those like two little red flashing dots that boing up and down the medical screen. Like that's like the coded <laughs> way to convey information. Like, what's yeah. wrong with like? 
communicating in a language people recognise. It was yeah, you can read those two dots going bong, bong, yeah. bong, and he knows exactly what's wrong with you. It's like I, mean, I must admit, I quite what I quite liked about this, and I don't know, you know, this is the way I'm seeing. This is a personal thing how I'm seeing it. Is that obviously I'm not saying Mud's in charge, but it, it kind of for me, and I know you're probably going to kick my ass for this, but. The women remind me of sirens a little bit, you know. The the men, if they have the men under control, like that's these girls are getting away with anything they want. Now I know it's based on looks or whatever, but I think I find this more than just a beauty thing. It's more like a siren. So all the men are sort of just like kind of besotted, and we've seen that in other things before. Well, well, so basically, what you're saying is there's a validation that a pretty face can turn a male's head, and that's For like. Sake. Well, Dr. McCoy like, does. Dr. McCoy the, does bring up the fact there is something other than just the, yeah. are they just beautiful women yeah. or are I, they any more beautiful than but, anybody but, but else? Or they, what is it? They, is something they, else. But in, they devalue that at the end when she takes a placebo and has the same effect. Well, I see you've dismissed but, it already. I don't need it. Do, Dr. McCoy already suspects some of these sort of things, right? Because he, when that little scene where Andrea's going on about with the medical scanner going boing boing, right? He's there, <laughs> right? But, but uh, he's there. That's because he knows. Well, that's it. That's when he suspects, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, so, but, but like I say, like at the end when she takes the gummy bears and all of a sudden transforms into this thing, like it, it could, like for me, it's trying to say something about inner beauty and about owning your own power. Yeah, yeah. Well, like they the, said, the by the police, there's some kind of like weird, crazy well, thing. I think, well, I think that's why Eve's character was, like, the actress played was brilliant, and she she was a really interesting character, um, you know, trying to sort of fight against this, you know, this effect or whatever, this drug, um, and fighting against just this whole thing, and I, and I love Kirk in this, William Shatner in this is class, and she sort of ha- she's in control of this kind of thing, trying to teach them. And especially when you get to the end bit, and which I know is a bit strange with the placebo and gummy bear, but I don't know. There's something about she really does kick ass in this. I think you know there's a, there's a definitely a turmoil in her, and I think she's brilliant. The other two, it is definitely just you know we we want to look. It's that Instagram what, what Andrew, Andrew was saying before. That is just completely not vanity. They just want to look beautiful and. But if it does that come from a place of like and again. My ability to actually concentrate on this episode was pretty shocking. Um, <laughs> but I just, like, I found it really difficult to engage with because there's just nothing there that I found enjoyable, really. Um, but you don't like Harry Mudd, character? I don't like this iteration of him. Right. I think you're absolutely right that there is there is stuff that is built on from this episode. Like, I, I really enjoy Harry Mudd and Discovery, but what we have here is a cartoon villain. He is a pantomime villain. His plot and his motivations make minimal sense. And a lot of hair. He's got hair, like a hairy <laughs> chest. Yeah, and he looks oh. like a twat. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, no, I think. Like I, I yeah, I, I don't know. Like I, there's also this piece about like finding a husband, like finding a worthy husband. Now that is like that has been true for women for so long. And I would have liked to thought that by the 60s we'd kind of slightly move past that. We haven't moved um, past that now. Well, yeah. no, no, that's not true. I think for the majority think, of women it is not. I think, I think for the, the West, yeah. But I don't think it's entirely centred, it's centred on what's in the West. There's other parts of the world where that's entirely 
Yeah, well, I wouldn't even say that. America, they set up bloody brides at 13 and stuff in certain states. It's, it is, it's rife. That's the, literally in America. It's not something that's gone. It's yeah, certainly it's a valid. Well, I'm just saying that's no longer the only course of life for the majority of women. But that, those, for a long time, that was kind of all that was. Yeah, but those women aren't if, necessarily if you, representative of all women, though, are they? They are just three people in that their particular situation. Possibly, but in any well, case, yeah, like it, it, it's about earning a husband. It's about earning the best husband you can by being as tempting as you can using this weird drug slash aphrodisiac slash siren pill it's it's the oldest story in the book well it's not the oldest story in the book that would be ridiculous but it's the story of like that'd be, that'd be, yeah that'd be sliced bread just, want, it's just like well well you know henry VIII did exactly the same thing he married someone based on a portrait that turned out was not as good as the real thing it ended um, well for her did it no. well, actually thought, actually she did better than many of his wife still. <laughs> <laughs> i thought you said pork chop is it? but you said portrait didn't you I'm controlling oh, I'm hungry. I'm hungry. If you'd like to learn more about this story, go and listen to uh, a musical called Six. It is delightful. Um, anyway, um, so yeah, like I just, like like I say, it's not a plot that appeals to me. There are some interesting things in there, particularly given when it was produced. Um, the camera work and the costuming is painful. No, it's definitely of its time, that bit. Yeah. I mean, the Vaseline on the lens kind of soft focus for all the women shots was like... That was yeah, such well, a thing. Yeah, and they just kept was, following their asses around they did, everywhere. They did that once because once. that's kind of... That was definitely not right, that was, though. That, but yeah, it was over... It was... But if you imagine from the 60s, that is like... Like, nothing, Michael Bay could direct this. Like, this is like Michael Bay level of inappropriate female objectification. I've Michael, got to be honest, what's he got? I've watched, 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 watched this as a kid, and this is the kind of episode where my dad would sit back in his chair and go, ah, something for the dads. Absolutely <laughs> 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 that. Like that, be done with different. As so, it is the quintessential something for the dads episode right. in a lot of ways. Mm. Yeah, probably. Like like Leela in Doctor Who after the football. Summit for dads. <laughs> um, I was going to say, who is the not Chekhov guy? Because uh, he looks like he looks like you know that knobhead, that knobhead you meet in a pub who's armed with twenty Lambert and Butler and opinions. You know what I mean? He looks like a fucking. <laughs> Hold on, that's you. In, that's you in the two thousands, Bob. <laughs> <laughs> no, you, you know the quiff, the guys with gelled quiffs and leather jackets on, and they're just out with cigarettes and opinions, and they like to disclose <laughs> these opinions to you. That's what he looks I, like. I was expecting him to be killed off, even though yeah, he was wearing the red shirt. I mean, he, he didn't do anything wrong. He just like he looked like one of them guys. I didn't, like, I just didn't take to him. I'll be honest. When you see somebody like that who's not part of the standard cast and who gets like lines, you're like, well, you're clearly gonna die. But did he return? Yeah, he'd been in, he'd been in a few of the original series. I don't know what happened to him. I can't remember. But anyway, the point is that... I, like, I don't know if I'm projecting, but at one point, Sulu kind of helps him back to his seat because he's so, like, not bandied by these women. <laughs> and he's sort of saying, like, how amazing they are. And Sulu just kind of goes, oh, I noticed. And I'm thinking, like, that really isn't convincing. <laughs> or if that's me projecting things that I know now. Oh, yeah. Oh, it was no, that's clearly just, 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 like... 
Joseph Kaiser, yeah, full on. Yeah, he be, yeah, but good point because obviously, yeah, yeah, it all pans out, didn't it? Yeah, Sula, was, Sula wasn't bothered, was he? Neither was George. I think his favourite reactions, though, were Spock's. I think his eyebrow work <laughs> in the episode was phenomenal. <laughs> and he just, he looks so smug when he announces to Kurt that the kind of these women are at his quarters. And it's just like he's looking at him and he's like, ha ha, I know what's coming here. Like dirty shagger Kirk kind of thing. And he, just his facial <laughs> expressions throughout were just priceless. It, it, it's like, it's Lemon Demoy at his best, to be quite honest. Like, the, the, I think the eyebrow work alone is probably going to be worth a light because. <laughs> I just think it's just <laughs> that kind of like oh my god face so many oh, times. Can we have well, a conversation about uh, Spock's eyeshadow? Because like every time I watch the original series, I'm just or like I see a gif or anything, I am like slightly taken aback by the blue eyeshadow because it's a bold choice, even <laughs> on an alien. There's a scene on the uh, uh, on the holo uh, not the holo deck on the transporter pad thing, where Spock stood between Scotty and uh, McCoy. And they're all staring at these women, and uh, and he says, um, and and he's, the cat says the captain wants to see uh, mud, and he goes off, and he says, um, oh crap, yeah, the fellow sounded a mite upset, says mud, and then uh, Bones just says, yes, they are, which yeah. I think is the funniest line in the entire thing. Well, I t- I and Spock like- just turns and just looks at them. <laughs> I do like the bit of when they've got the 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 Jeremy Kyle space Jeremy Kyle machine we'll call it at the end and and it starts saying uh, the men's hearts rates and perspiration and they're all doing this weird thing with the faces like that you know like the dribbling or something and then it gets <laughs> Kate, Kate just goes I'll write that from the records <laughs> like let's not have that and then and, and, and Spock just does I think he does his eyebrow raise again it's it's just little bits like that are brilliant because it's kind of a even in this episode, even though it's produced by misogynist Gene Roddenberry, it's or the story or whatever. This I don't know. I think there is this constant. There is some sort of turmoil or fight there with the whole situation. It isn't just. Um, it isn't just like going oh birds and that. I think there's a no, bit. No, I think there's more to it. Especially than I thought it might be. Like genuinely, yeah. as best than I thought it might be. I think like Kirk, Kirk's outrage at like this, like. I, for me, the struggle is the fact that there's the point of the episode feels to be modest, hysterical. Here are some beautiful women. Oh, by the way, one of them doesn't really want to do this. Yeah. When actually, for me, it would have been much more interesting to look at. Here is a disparity between how we treat people and therefore how weird and unpleasant this feels. And we have to try and challenge this versus the culture that has created a situation where it's okay for this guy to effectively be touting these women to make a profit. <laughs> and I must admit, he does call him cargo. He, he's not touting. He He claims them, but he's not the agent. They are their own agents in this situation. You can't... He's facilitating this. Yeah, that's fair enough. He describes them whatever the fucking way he is, but they're not actually that. So you can't criticise them in that way. You see what I mean? It's These girls have their own agency. <laughs> They're doing this off their own bat. They you, are. They are quite insistent on yeah, looking for husbands. Yeah, printer who goes around the local uh, shopping centres and recruits like thirteen-year-old girls to become inverted commas models. 
no, is not responsible but, for the oh, fact that they've chosen to go into inverted commas modelling. You know, these, these women have shit lives with no men or whatever, yeah. and they want to get a better life. And they no, want that to is, get whether whether it's right or not, Lindsay. The culturally, they want to be. I mean, it's not as if there's not millions of women here at this very time that try and do exactly that. They're not very enlightened people generally. But they just want a husband. They want somebody all that sort of shit. So that shit has been the same throughout all the time. Yeah, but in any situation whereby somebody is out to make money out of the fact that somebody wants happiness and what they deem to be happiness, which is in in finding a husband, like I find that really concerning because people who are in a vulnerable state whereby they think that the only way they can be happy is to find a husband are being taken advantage of by a money-making entity. Now, that could be... Uh, dating app, it could be an individual, it could be a matchmaker. I still find that, like, problematic. I think, think, no, I think for me, sorry, John, no, go on, Andrea. I was just going to say, it's got to walk a tightrope, hasn't it? And it's a fine line between making a jolly story about human trafficking and (laughs) sending up, like, the idea Uh, of the meal order bride, because that's what it is fundamentally. And, like, anyone who has a female bombarded Ivanka from the Ukraine who, who wants to come and meet <laughs> and it does still happen it is it's something I mean I know I mentioned the Ukraine because the their sort of male to female ratio is very much screwed skewed in, in favor of women that like there literally is a country that doesn't have enough men um it's a very real thing in sort of in in the modern world not just in the sort of 1960s i think we were probably less aware of it um so i, I think it still has a sort of but there's a difference there between if individual women in the ukraine went actually you know what legitimately i'm not gonna find a husband here and for me it is worth moving to russia or the uk or germany or america or wherever they wanted to go that is different from somebody who makes their money from no, tempting no, people no, to do no, that. No, no, that's not, really, not what's happening. But you don't know that. They're, they're we do. Like we literally that. do. They tell us that they wanted this yeah, to happen. No, they, yeah, they, yeah. But 13 year old girls caught in so much. They're not 13. 13 year old girls. All right. 13 year old girls. I am fucking. They're well legal. They're well legal. Okay, calm down, calm down, calm down. All right, quiet, quiet. You're all talking about each other. Even in America. Oh, these fucking 12 year old girls on Star Trek. What's going on? Naomi Wildman. Fucking pick her out, John, eh? <laughs> what get a sniff? She's a twat, apparently. Oh, wait, well, Sorry. We, we, we well know that they cast older women to play like teenage girls, so you never what? know. They're not on Pornhub, this is Star Trek. <laughs> Even you've got to say, these these women are not young girls, they are. They're not. <laughs> but it just means that there is. You cannot assume that somebody representing somebody isn't taking advantage of them. You're right, Andrea. But you can't, you can't necessarily <laughs> alter that piece the room, yeah. When you behave like mud does, I'm probably going to assume that they're taking advantage. Then you would probably be incorrect based on what we've just watched. Really? Really? Yeah, I think so. I'm not at all. I think this is a situation where mud is, is helping them and getting some paid for it yeah. in some way. So you it's a transactional mud, thing. It's much so... If he's going around, profit, he wouldn't take that. That's not. Or more power by you know taking over the enterprise. He's not oh, well, that's, pretty that's sure. That's he says he separate. wants to do. I don't know what that's going to do with thirteen-year-old girls, but there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Men 
women in positions of power taking advantage of the people in that they're because of women on television they're victims when you didn't actually pay attention well, to what they said they are fucking right, time out time out go on I'm just going to pick up on a different point before people try and murder each other. Um, he does say he wants to take over the ship, right? He does. But he says it really fucking loudly in front of two guards. He's not exactly subtle, is he? I mean, like, as master criminals go, I'm thinking, like, those two guards are stood next to the door, like, and he's saying, I'm going to take over the ship. And it's like, do you think they're not going to tell anyone? Are they just going to, like, go they're, not the pair. they're not the cleverest well, pair, are they? The floor doesn't really make sense, though, because, like, he gets caught and then he's going to take over the ship, but then that doesn't really work. And then, the he, like, his entire life history is totally. Like, it, the whole thing just. The it's like a series of stuff that happens. Yeah, well, the other thing is, well, as Andrew's going on about the gods, if, it, if Mud's just been sentenced and told he's confined to quarters, how does he end up walking into the this meeting that the Kirk and the, the Miners getting? I mean, uh, them gods have got to be useless, unless they're really, really... Yeah, um, red wood. Sharks, are they dead now? Well, fucking <laughs> next episode. Well, well maybe, maybe they die, I don't know. Maybe he kills them. Maybe he's well, that kind of guy. Maybe they're the traffickers. Talking of thirty-year-old girl slash miners, what do you think of the miner situation? That uh, <laughs> Mud. <laughs> in there, Lincoln. Uh, that's what is that Mud? That Mud it's, uh, it's quite ironic that the guy who in there is called Childless as well. That's weird. Jimmy? Yeah. <laughs> what do you mean he's called Childless? That's his surname, Childless. That's a weird surname. Yeah. Oh, child! Oh, right, right. Child, right. child, 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 Planet or whatever. Yeah. Just oh fucking yeah, we're dancing. This is pain. And then Evie obviously kicks off and runs out and like she's what did she say? Something about a raffle or something. Uh, did she Rebel lose a raffle? Gets me in the raffle. All oh, right, I thought she lost a bingo or a raffle or something. Well, I thought I read that as like she got kind of rejected by children as you went to the other women, uh, and so she took a bit of a strop and left, thinking like she's not the popular girl. Well, she also didn't want to dance, so you know she can't have it both ways. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but that bird with the short blonde hair, I've, I've, I've labelled her the Euro bird. Um, <laughs> Euro she did like, bird. She just come out of like a Rotterdam techno event, so of course she was going to be doing the majority of the dancing. I mean... I must admit, though, like, I didn't... They really went... The dark-haired girl, I don't know what she was called, but they really went to town on her when she lost the power of the... Was it called? V- Venus? Venus? I can't remember the... Yeah, yeah. The Venus, the Venus yeah. pill. She, I mean, she—they really went to town on her, making it look like a, you know, proper. Yes, their the prosthetics were really bad. Whereas, um, and the other lady as well. But Eve was uh, very much like just looked fine. Did she just wipe her eyeliner? Yeah, took her makeup off. That was. But how the fuck does a gummy bear make you do your makeup in your hair? I'm not. Do you know what? I'm gonna, thing. I'm gonna contest about the fact that they were gummy bears. I think they were midget gems. Oh. Fuck you, I, 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 I think they look like three midget gems stuck together. Yeah. yeah. Oh, look. Is this, did John agree about something? Look, we amazing. agree about many things. You know, midget gems <laughs> happen to the only one for this episode. Midget. But... Midget. Oh, midget gems, sorry. Uh, <laughs> oh, so, oh, 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 we do not need more controversy. <laughs> the ones that come out the box. 
sort of. come out the box. Oh, I see. And yeah. believe me, I ate a whole box and I didn't look any better afterwards, so I won't be fucking you, Because it didn't look. <laughs> fucking said the you, best you, but you didn't believe it. Up, that's what it was. If you believed enough, then you yeah. would have been, you know, the placebo yeah. effect. I'm going to send a snotty letter to Gene Roddenberry's yeah. vision saying it's fucking wrong. Sure. I so ate like, all the calories for nothing. So, let's take this down a slightly different um, kind of uh, literary route. So, I remember, like, when I read Jekyll and Hyde, like, the whole principle behind the fact that they are the same man and the different versions of the same man, um, for me, it was always about he appeared evil because, like, what was inside of him was like, ah. And therefore, like, the first time that I saw an adaptation and there was, like, this massive prosthetic transformation between Jekyll and Hyde, I always felt that was a bit of a thing. Like... Like, for me, this is kind of the same question with Eve. Like, because, like, she turns around and her makeup is done and her hair is fixed, you're like, well, clearly that's not just your own self-belief because your makeup's done and your hair's been fixed. So, like, that, like... I mean, I, mean I, get, I, get I, what trying, I get what they're trying to put across. Obviously, so you've got to believe it yourself. But, it, yeah, like, it's it a bit just, like, what? It doesn't really work. And also, sand, sandy pans. What's all that about? I've never put a bloody pan out in the sandblast before. Does that live, work? Live, oh, does it? Do, do you have that sort of a sandy wind in a where in York? I've been to Redkiss, okay. I've been to Redkiss. <laughs> oh, is that bad over there? there. Okay. Is, that, is that how you right say red car? Redkiss. Red car. Red car. Red car. Like it's spelled C A R, isn't it? Yeah, you take the word of the Yorkshireman, don't you? Red. Yeah. Anyway, does it work? Sam blasting pans is what I want to know. Yes. yes. <laughs> fucking obviously. Are you just saying yes? <laughs> no, because no. we're not fucking stupid like you, Bob. You what do you mean? It's just a common thing, like fucking can Sam blast the pan. Yes, it's like yes. washing sand. sand. It does in work. Sand in bullshit. Oh, Jesus. Is it true? Yeah. You're lying. Part of the episode where you pretend to be stupid to wind me up because, like, it's pretend, pretend. I feel like it's always happening. <laughs> Spock, I'll put this pin back in my grenade. What, John? Spock at the very end <laughs> says, You said Spock then. <laughs> <laughs> said uh, a most annoying emotional episode. And I think it's probably yes, at the like, end, it's brilliant. Yes, a nice little bit of meta for you in yes. a 1966 Star Trek. I do well, think it's quite interesting. Like, I think. Spock relishes sometimes these things whereby he, he is clearly standing apart from the rest of the group. Eyeshadow. Heavy eyeshadow. Oh, what you call it? <laughs> eyeshadow. Yeah, clearly, like, he needs to get his eyeshadow right so he can move down with all these women who were going to take up her time. Um, oh, sorry. <laughs> I am. Um, but, you know, it's interesting because, like, I think the nature of Vulcan experience is a really. It has potential. And I think more often than not in the original series, it's used for laughs. Like, yeah. like the Vulcan experience is funny. Like the fact, like he is the straight man to, 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 like, to, yeah, to Kirk and McCoy who are like both like, you know, clearly attracted to these women. And I understand like what they're trying to play with there. But like there's I mean, less I mean, subtlety oh. in it that I think we sometimes get later. Hashtag Team Tuvok. Um, Team Tuvok, oh my god. 
You love a hashtag, Lindsay, don't you? You do love a hashtag. <laughs> I, was thinking, I was thinking there have been far too many hashtags tonight. But Team Tuvok, <laughs> I would love, I think, when Tuvok encounters things like that, his his reaction is very different from Spock's. Um, I'll tell you what I will say. I'll tell you what I will say. Out of all of the ladies in the original Star Trek, Ahura is absolutely, without doubt, 100% just awesome. Like, do you not think? Like, she's mint. <laughs> oh, what's her name? Like, Ahura. What's she called? Ahura. Ahura of Babylon, is it? What's going on there? <laughs> what's I think we've lost Anna again. Ahura. What's she called? Say it to me. Ahura. Ahura. Right, okay, fine. Whatever. Yeah, she, was, she was wearing gold. Wasn't she? <laughs> yeah, she was. I noticed that. I noticed that, John. Well, it's odd. Because they'd, oh uh, they'd already at that point worked out what the colours were and the red was security and all that stuff. So well, this yeah. is the second episode recorded. So mm. yeah, maybe they, get, they had worked it out by this get, is this, is this why we get them naked now from TNG as a second episode? Possibly, actually. Because they're like, well, second episode record, it's got to be something ridiculous, ridiculously sexy and totally inappropriate. Wait. Wasn't inappropriate. That's just your opinion. Uh, by the way, did they get what's 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 the name of that lady I mentioned before? Did they get it wrong like my nana does? And she's dead. Now, I bet she's dead now. But is that is that like is what's her name? How do you say it? Ahura. Yeah. What did I say? Ahura. <laughs> yeah. Which might really be either a type idea. of suet or <laughs> talking about horrors. I'm not quite sure. But anyway. anyway it doesn't reflect anyway, well anyway all I'm saying is she's like well better than the oh fuck shut up Bob anyway she's just appeared in like three seasons and seven movies and she's still only getting a huge amount to do other than wear boots and a short skirt yeah great and occasionally the Queen of Weaver Alice Gordy Weaver she's yeah she's cool right quick fire quick fire notes Uh, it's okay I think uh, Harry Mudd described uh Spock as Vulcanian in this episode, and yeah. uh, I think uh, is after soon after this they're, they're the short into Vulcan, right? and I think there was a few times there. There's also um, the, the planet that they're on, where the miners are on, Rigel Rigel Twelve. Right. There's only three. Hey, right, three. Okay. Yeah. Shut up. There's a, there's three miners on this planet, full of the lithium crystals, <laughs> uh, lithium crystals. And they've been valuable. Why is why is nobody else on this planet? Where's the security there? Yeah, why why has somebody like come along and just planted their flag on there? Says where are the Klingons? I'm, I'm taking the I'm taking. I've got the ownership of this planet. This is our planet. Nobody else can come there. And yeah, and where is the security? Why is nobody else going off? Thank you for minding it. I'm just going to take all your gold, uh, all your crystals now, and just yeah. walk go away. Don't know. I don't know. Okay, I can't answer that question. Have you got any more? Yeah, uh, there, there's a couple of times where um, the, the, I don't know if he's deliberate in the uh, the the actual script, but there's one that says they have a magnet. These women have a magnetic effect on the male members of the crew, <laughs> right? <laughs> and then a bit, <laughs> and a bit bit, bit later, right? Mm. Uh, when they're all sitting around the desk, uh, they're having a, uh, pl- uh, they're having an effect on the male board members again. 
Right, so I don't know if this is like uh, they just put it into the script just to uh, mess with people's heads. Like, and stuff. you know what they could have done? That makes that makes sense a little bit. I don't you know what? It's it, all, I, I would place money on that being Gene Roddenberry. That was too, uh, when I heard it, I was laughing my head off downstairs. Really? I could not explain it to the kids. God forbid you should I, enjoy this, Sucky. God. How yeah. old are your kids? I think they're probably older. My kids are all in their twenties, but even I can go and say. What, what, what are you laughing at, Dad? I, well, I can't explain it. Oh, there was a really, really... A cheap oh, blood blood yeah. oh. Have you got any more? Come on. No, the, la- uh, the only other fun thing was the music that accompanied the women as they were walking yeah, around. It was yeah, like yeah. this. <laughs> Stripper music, wasn't it? Yes. It was, yeah. <laughs> Believe it. <laughs> right, so that's, that's, all, that's all my notes. Lindsay? Um, yeah, so clearly the, the costuming budget didn't stretch too much fabric this week. <laughs> um, I don't Where does it stretch for much fabric on the women anyway in Star Trek? Uh, uh, the original series in particular. The original series, yeah. I've just gone back to Dax in that episode that we reviewed recently. Yeah. Uh, it's just amazing. That's where what do the women wear? Less. Without wanting to correlate like fit women on Star Trek, uh, Famke Jansen in one episode, is it, uh, what, is it DS9? No, is it TNG maybe? Which one? She's, uh, she's basically uh, been packaged up and, and sent to be a wife to somebody. Yes, yeah, that's TNG. So that's a similar yeah. thing that's happened as well. Yeah. Was well, she the one who imprints on people or gets imprinted on by... I think so, yeah, maybe. Yeah. Like, and that's, it, that's, it's not a great story, but it's a better investigation of this kind of thing, I think. Um, so, yeah, I also had the stripper music. Um, Harry Mudd, <laughs> like, he feels like he's out of an entirely different show. Like he just feels like he's a pantomime character that has been transformed. I think I, I think I, I think I saw him at, uh, in, in about 1984 at Darlington Civic Theatre with the Chuckle yeah. Brothers doing pantomime. Yeah, and he was great in that as well. Right. I um, saw Mark Curry there. That's just my. Did you? Oh, yeah. Mark Curry. Well, Matt there you Curry. go. Wow. Sorry. Um, no, no, no. You're fine. Like I think, as as we've said, for me there are some interesting themes, but mostly it's just gratuitous. Porno style music and camera have you work. Seen, have you seen porn? Yeah, you, have you seen porn, Lindsay? Come on. <laughs> <laughs> okay, soft porn. <laughs> That's not porn, though, is it? It's not even porn. Kill, have you expended yourself? Yeah, I. you you know how I feel about this. Oh, it's just a bit fun. <laughs> I don't think you put it across properly. Dion. <laughs> uh, uh, subspace radio marriage is apparently a thing. Yes, I know. Which that. is very can... weird. It's a lockdown as well, something, you know, like online well, or whatever. marriage seems like quite a sensible plan these mm. days. Uh, and as far as notes go, uh, nah, that's about it. Cool. Andrea? Um, I think the miners had a bit of a high opinion of themselves. I mean, like, they're saying they want to have a look at these women first and, like, the three oil paintings that, like, strode out. Like, yeah. I don't think they were in a position to be shopping, to be quite honest. You know, it wasn't like <laughs> Jason Isaacs, Jeffrey Dean Morgan and Michael Fassbender standing there, was it? Yeah. It was like... Yeah, about, yeah, no, but they were as rich as creases. Is that yeah, the principle? Those girls didn't need... I don't know, but they lived in, like, a shitty caravan. It was like... Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm just going to throw the current president of the United States into this conversation because I wouldn't consider him a catch, and yet. Yeah. He doesn't live in a caravan, though. No, he doesn't, mate. Like. No, he's been bankrupt <laughs> like 22,000 times. Caravan of love. Stand <laughs> up, stand up. Sorry, Andrea. 
Yeah. You know, if you, if, at least if you marry Donald Trump, you don't have to wash your pan with sand outside. I mean, like... Which is bullshit. Might have to yourself with sand. Maybe the only benefit, but yes, you're correct. Um, and I've also, I've written down Scotty's Fringe. That is all. <laughs> It looks like it looks like right. It's got her spot doesn't look very cool, so I'm just going to just put it to the side, and then and then I, I look cool. Does he cool. look like his forehead though? Because like it just like it seems to just like <laughs> it's just, it doesn't move, kind of, but it's on this kind of slope of, down his face. It's like it's it was an interesting like, hair choice. He doesn't look like Spark, does he? I remember they brought Chekhov in, actually, to look like one of the Beatles or the Monkeys, you know, because they were big at the time. That's why Chekhov was brought in with the, the Beatles cut. And I think maybe mm. Scotty ended up there. Right, cool. Well, thank you very much, guys. I think I've said all I've got to say as well. So let's put some lights on this. How many lights you see? There are four lights! I asked how many lights you see. Lights out of five, people. Let's put some lights on it. John, I'm going to come to you first as you pick this to light. Uh, I am going to give. I mean, the story is relatively interesting in context of the rest of the original series, so I'm going to give three, uh, three, three lights. And the three ladies. No, just. <laughs> no, no, not for that. No. Andrea, put some lights <laughs> on this, please. I gave it three. I deducted one because fruit guns don't make you look hot, um, but I've given it one back because just for Spock's eyebrows. Um, so I'm yeah. going to give it three lights as well. Three. It's okay. I'm going to go with the rest, uh, the two that have gone already, and go with three as well. It's it's an episode that I did enjoy, right? But it does have problems if you watch it in today's world. So three out of ten, uh, three out of four. Three, 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 three. Lindsay. Um, I am going to go for two four out four lights out of five Lindsay's just going no, to I'm surprised I, don't, think you like I can't believe she's got it higher than you what, uh, what sorry Lindsay what did you two which I thought was quite generous quite uh, one, one for the fact that there are some interesting like in amongst all the misogyny there are some interesting points that they're sort of vaguely addressing um, and one for Spock's eyebrows Cool. Well, can I change mine to two and a half? Because I'm getting sick of Spock's eyebrows winning all the awards this <laughs> one. <laughs> so I'm going to take 0.5 off for Spock's eyebrows over the top eyebrow action. So, three for Sucky, three for Andrea, two and a half for you, John, and two for Lindsay. I'm going to stick with a three. I enjoyed it. It's fun, and I really, really, really love Harry Mudd. I think he's... Sorry, Harcourt Fenton Mudd. Um, I really think he's just a brilliant character. Uh, and I really hope the, the guy that plays him now comes back and somehow weirdly does some more discovery. I mean, anyway. Ray, Ray Wilson was fantastic. <laughs> in, in, oh, yeah. like, and maybe really. we'll see him in um, New Worlds or whatever the... Well, there's oh. no reason why he can't... He's always... He can get any work in money. He can yeah. do whatever he wants. He's a great... That's why he's a great villain as well. Because he can kind of write him in into some weird, crazy scheme. Right, cool. Enough what we think. Let's find out what you think. It's listeners' feedback. <laughs> Let's find out what you think. It's time for listeners' th- feedback. Thank you very much for writing in, everyone. Um, Lindsay, do you want to go first, please? <laughs> sure. Uh, so I have uh, Bruce Wayne, who you can find at NL underscore dark underscore night. Um, so Mad Women, or Carry On Down the Mines, the one where we find out dilithium crystals aren't as strong as we thought as everyone on the Enterprise cracks off when a group of mysterious women turn up. Cracks off? Does it cracks one off? No. <laughs> All right, sorry. Um, Kirk and the Enterprise crew are forced to visit a nearby planet full of dilithium miners who are hard up for women even with their planet's impressive shafts. 
<laughs> but they must get there before their batteries run out and they have to borrow someone's TV remote. Kirk's is, Kirk is desperate for the crystals, but his negotiation skills are rubbish. Luckily, it turns out all he needs to use is his cargo of mail-order brides, and so, along with some bloke whose name is Mud, he pulls it off. Meanwhile, McCoy <laughs> wants to play doctors, Spock's eyebrow becomes permanently erect, and a helmsman who looks like a ferret on crack <laughs> seems to become an integral to the running of the ship when he'd normally be wearing a red shirt. Uh, let me just find the next part. Possibly the most of its time TOS episode where they are trying to be modern, proving that women can be both hot sex bunnies and domestic goddesses at the same time. However, when the entire male crew goes Kevin and Perry trying to hide their mini Mars bars in their overly overly tight pedal pushers, they just prove that they only think women are eye candy and the episode was only meant to top up Rosenberry's wank bank. There are better episodes out there, but I do still have a soft spot for TOS. It's a peat bog near Doncaster. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking superb. Uh, John? Uh, Ship's Deep Dive says, Gene Roddenberry definitely had his dick out writing this. He loved his ladies. <laughs> it's a fun episode being introduced to Harry Mudd. The Venus drug, now commonly known as Stella Artois, does the same thing. <laughs> An episode where Roger Carmel captures every scene he is in. Really enjoyed watching it again after so long. More TOS, please. Cheers, chaps. Oh, Andrea. Right, we've got Mark Atkinson. I think this one's from Facebook. So, earlier this year, I started re-watching all the Star Trek series on Netflix. Alternating episodes of the classic series Next Gen, Voyager and Enterprise. I watched all of DS9 only a couple of years ago. I gave up on the original series after about four episodes because I found it hard going. So, watching Mud's Women tonight has not made me want to go back and watch any more. That's 50 minutes of my life I'm not going to get back. What was the point of the story? Women have to wear makeup or they are ugly and undesirable. It's all a bit strange no i'm afraid this did nothing for me the only thing that impressed me were the enterprise effect shots but i presume these are new effects added recently anyway the episode gets a poor four out of ten from me keep up the great work on the podcast guys and girls thank you very much mark cheers um cool i think that's all we've had oh no hang on one's just coming in oh yeah sorry deb's has sent us one in she says oh sorry i've not had a chance to do a full review guys um sucky and john I, I, I'm not. I'm not reading this out. I'm not. I can't read this out, lads. Because well, she had a good sound. That's no, all. I'm read saying. it out, Bob. Read comedy, it out. Comedy, comedy, so fucking yeah. gold, Bob. Read it out. I think you'll find it. Let's see what he wants to say. Yeah. Yeah. Come on. Let's hear what he wants to say. And because Deb, we're expecting a good half page of improvisation now. Come on, Bob. All I can read out is tight. Let's move on and find out who's shiny. She might have said shiny. What a load of shite. Airtight shite. That's shit. Let's vote for it, Bennett. Let's vote for it. Ah, red shirt. Let's vote for the red shirt. (laughs) Red shirt time. Let's vote for the red shirt. I'm going to come to you first, okay? Well, I'm going to vote straight away to you, Bob, because... (laughs) Fuck why? Try to say that poor thing about Deb, you know. Right. She might have been... She she had a great time last night. She enjoyed herself. Having a great time with us discussing serenity and you have to bring it down at all this notch by saying these sort of things or ins- in, um, insinuating all these sort of things so you Bob you well no because 
No, 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 no. It's, oh, not, no, it's not something you can argue yourself out of. I'm going to say, ready to you. Yeah. You. Oh, oh, no. Just accept it Have you tried typing on a fucking smartphone with Johnson's baby on your fingers? Because that's the problem she's had today. Exactly. This is right. the sort of quality we're going to I mean, I don't know what you expected, Sucky, but this is kind of what we're going to get, you know. Yeah, no, I expected it. Well, I did think it was actually going to do it on the podcast. I'm not going to argue. Definitely you, correct. Definitely. Uh, and if I don't expect any, all the rest of you not to vote for him as well. <laughs> Some of us have got other access to Grey. <laughs> I, I thought Devil's a mate, you know. I thought you'd all jump into Defender. Good time, Sucky. Should you were best. Uh, anyway, Andrea, what do you want to... In that case, yeah, I'll change your mind. Andrea, who's your red shirt? Right, I need to explain the concept before I nominate me red shirt. So, to schnaff somebody, in my vocabulary, is to make them laugh while they're having a drink of fizzy pop. And what happens is, like, the bubbles go up your nose. So, I've just had a nose full of Diet Coke because Bob dropped in a comment about Pornhub and then he followed it up with horror. So, for schnaffness, I'm going to have to nominate Bob because it's, like, an unforgivable offence. I'm really sorry. <laughs> the blame bubbles up your nose, Andrea. So, I've got fucking two votes. Uh, John... Well, luckily, I'm in the position where I can save myself because if I vote for you, Bob, yeah, then no, yeah, I'm safe. Yeah. However, uh, I am going to vote for Lindsay in a preemptive oh, yeah. attack. See what happens. <laughs> <laughs> so you're voting for me because you think I'm going to vote for you? Pretty much, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Pretty much given, Lindsay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to vote for John because <laughs> um, he made me watch this episode. And I just don't have a mental capacity to be as outraged about it as I possibly should be. Um, I think you did all right. Thanks. You know what? I genuinely, it's not. It's it wasn't as purely unadulteratedly offensive as I thought it was going to be. And um, in response to that, it was sexist as fuck. So yeah, I agree. With <laughs> I think we'll, we'll all agree it is not perfect. Yeah. And genuinely, it's not something I would choose to watch regularly because I find it quite disturbing. Um, but yeah, it's not as bad as it might be. But I'm still voting for you, John. So two no, for that's me, right. two for me, one for you, John, one for you, Linz. Well, I'm going to vote for Sucky because so he's fucking mobile phone to his dealer, blatantly. <laughs> Aye, crack pipe. Mm. What are you buying, Sucky? Eh? He's pretty slow. He's on the phone to a fucking dealer. What are you getting? Now, Deb, you're on the right. <laughs> uh, you're on the podcast right now. Uh, right, I'm going to put you on speakerphone. Oh, Deb's hello. Yeah, you can do. You could do. You can do. Right, hold on one second. He's just fucking rang her and grasped me up, man. He's in shit. Hello, you're on live. Hi, Hi there. I'm on live. Fantastic. Yeah, yeah right. Okay, uh, yes. I'm voting red shirt for Lindsay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, I forgot all about it. Yeah, but but I do remember one I, um, I watched in the past uh, and also um, the episode that we did recently um, of... Uh, Deep Space Nine, but one of the things which, uh, this is going to be my shortest feedback ever, and no one's going to have to read it, um, <laughs> was that um, uh, Klingons can become human, and when, there was a lot of people, I think, in Discovery, when, uh, uh, you know, they they changed uh, Vok, isn't it? So, um, Deb, Deb, one huh? second, Bab. what episode are you reviewing? <laughs> <laughs> you, were, you were doing mud. Yeah. Yes. All right. Okay. Yeah. Carry on. Sorry. Yeah. 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 No, there, was, there was a Klingon, wasn't there? Oh, 
no. Different mud. Alright, okay. Okay, well, okay, I'll think. Do you want to carry on, bud? Go on. Oh, no, no, no. You're traumatised, though. Doing mud. Mud's women. Mud's women. Mud, yeah. Um... It's still very classic, I think. Um, but um, uh, it was brought to, to a very modern times through the. I'm going to have to be a red shirt now, aren't I? For <laughs> 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 right. Okay. Yeah, I, I thought I thought that um, that Rain was modernised it fantastically, but it's still an amazing character, even though it may be very dated. Right. Cheers, Deb. Right, yes. thanks, Deb. Thank you, Deb. Bye, Bye. So you've got, Bye. You've got two now, Lindsay. Bye. I'm going to vote for you because Sucky Round Deb <laughs> took his time out. I thought it was his dealer. Maybe Deb's does deal too, but I don't know. No. Uh, so, Lindsay, <laughs> we're going we're gonna to give you. So, you've got three and you're going to die. Well, how do you want to die? Have you got any choices or should we just choose for you? Overdose on midget gems. <laughs> Overdose on midgets? Uh, midget tight. gems. What? Cool. Does that mean you're going to become too beautiful to live? Well, it's uh, you're beautiful on yeah. the inside. Oh, whatever the message oh, is. Oh, look at this, oh, John. Uh, yeah. That's not what yeah. I meant to say. What I was going to say, what I was going to say is you either believe in yourself or you don't. There you go. That's what I was going to say. But I didn't have it there. Yeah, I just yeah, yeah, I'm going to shut up because I was going to say blasted by death by sand like a miner's pan. <laughs> <laughs> sand blasted like a miner's pan. That's going to be both. That's be uh, best choice for whoever was there. Uh, has mentioned trading me off to some like desperate no, You can take that to Wood Studio, John. Aye, when you do the video and a sand blasted <laughs> like a miner's pan. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, fucking hell, what a podcast. <laughs> I tell you what, I didn't expect Debs to sound like that. She sounds very articulate and posh, doesn't she? <laughs> <laughs> you fucking twat. <laughs> you, <laughs> no, I don't mean it like that. I mean, I just well, mean, yeah. I, I don't know, I thought, like, she'd have an accent, but she's like, sounds proper posh now, doesn't she? She does have an accent. We all have accents. Well, Everybody not... who speaks has an accent. Do they? <laughs> what about the Tories? They don't have accents. Hang on a minute. Does that mean me and Lindsay don't sound articulate and posh? Are you saying we can't? Com- yeah. That's what you're saying. Yeah. Come on, Bob. Stick yourself a hole. Stick yourself a hole. You had me read out all sorts of nonsense, including the phrase wank bank. You're going to tell me I don't sound posh. I love I loved the way you went into your microphone just for, for, the, for the lads and ladies who enjoy your voice, Lindsay. You went wank bank bank. <laughs> <laughs> Right, fuck this. Let's find out what we'll watch you next time. I'm going to find out what we're going to be reviewing next time. Uh, and it's my turn this week. And I'm going to go off, off grid. Got a bit. Yeah, off grid. And I'm going to go for Star Trek The Next Generation and Doctor Who graphic novel two part set uh, called Annihilation 2. Um. So we're going to be reviewing a comic next week, which involves. What happened in Annihilation One? Do I need to know? No, there's. It's just called Annihilation Two. There's no. There's uh, no one. Is it Annihilation <laughs> no, Two Double No, it's Assimilation Two. Sorry, I, there was, I was a bird of prey. It was a there's a bird of prey just uh, yeah getting in the way of the left. <laughs> so yeah, it's Assimilation Two. 
<coughs> so yeah, it's uh, the Borg aside, man. What? Is it the number two or the word two? Fucking two number. Like, <laughs> right. okay. Yeah, but what happened to the first assimilation? It's like a Z. What? I don't know. I don't think there is one. I think they just did it because it's called assimilation two. I think it's called because you've got the Cybermen and the Borg in it. So two things. Well, I've seen a film. I've seen a film about George the Third, and there's only one of them. <laughs> George! <laughs> this is the second um, assimilation, what's the problem? Like the second okay. ever assimilation? Who knows, watch, read the comic. I'm going to end this madness. So next time we are reviewing <laughs> Star Trek The Next Generation, Doctor Who crossover, comic book, Assimilation 2. That's what we're doing. Thank you very much for, 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 for listening to this. <laughs> I, think I, just, I think I did it number two when you started kicking off, Lindsay, before. Uh, right, well, anyway, until next time, a couple of weeks' time, we'll be back there reviewing this, so please join us. Please send us your reviews. Uh, and again, all, thank you very much. Cheers, guys. Uh, it's been a pleasure. It's been a pleasure. It's been hilarious. Now, I'm not going to lie. Goodbye! Bye! Bye! Bye. Bye. Captain, a most curious development on scanner 57. Let's all take a look at it, Mr. Spock. Screen on, Captain. Now, Captain. Weight 500 kilograms. Shape roughly cylindrical. What kind of intelligent creatures can exist in a thing that small? Intelligence does not necessarily require bulk, Mr. Scott. To unidentified vessel, this is Captain James Kirk of USS Enterprise. We are on a peaceful mission. We mean no harm to you or any life forms. Please communicate with us. Captain, we're getting a signal from the spacecraft. So, and the doctor. What is that? It's a sky. It's a police telephone box from 1963. Every time the TARDIS materializes in a new location within the first nanosecond of landing, it analyzes its surroundings, calculates a 12-dimensional data map of everything within a thousand-mile radius, and determines which outer shell would blend in best with the environment. And then it disguises itself as a police telephone box from 1963. Our instruments show only normal background radiation. Any other possibilities? Unknown, sir. Time and space, everything that ever happened or ever will. Where do you want to start? We are on a peaceful mission in this part of the galaxy. We have no hostile intention. Well, anything you want to say? Any possible? 
for them all. Do you know what I keep in here? What? Absolutely everything. They want something. Or they would have destroyed us by now. We are observers only. That's the one rule I've all stuck to in all my travels. I never get involved in the affairs of other peoples or planets. All right then, back in time for stuff. One simple instruction. Don't follow me under any circumstances. <laughs> Goodbye, Nedworth. Hello. Warp Factor 2 and hurry. It's not assimilation 2. It's assimilation fucking squared.